Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. From KUNC and the NPR Network, this is In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Thursday, December 14th. I'm Erin O'Toole. During a cold snap last December, Pastor Eddie Hopkins responded to an urgent call from Larimer County leaders. They told him Denver was overwhelmed with migrants who had recently arrived in the city from the U.S. southern border. They asked if he could help. The pastor sprang into action, and Peak Community Church in Fort Collins became a shelter for 16 migrants over the holidays. Pastor Eddie described the experience as... I mean, absolutely wonderful. They brought a great deal of joy to us. Still, it was a big undertaking. We were wanting to provide the best space that we could, and so we spent a lot of time trying to figure out food, trying to figure out personal needs, and, um, and how people could be safe and clothed and all that kind of stuff. People from Latin American countries and other nations facing turmoil continue to arrive in Colorado. In Larimer County, leaders argue that logistics have prevented them from doing more when it comes to sheltering the influx of migrants. But Pastor Eddie is already starting to make plans for the people who do end up near his doorstep. I visited him at the church to learn more. So it sounds like you really enjoyed having this small group of people here last year. How did you change your Christmas Eve service to make it more welcoming for the folks you sheltered? Well, I mean, so we did our service and and we we ended up doing it um, in Spanish and English so that they could be part of it. But what they were focused on was the party. And so they cooked this incredible meal and then they had very specific requests about they wanted certain kinds of tablecloths and the lights on the tree had to be colored and blinking they wanted around we have a mantle downstairs they wanted two candles matching santa hats uh you know so they (laughs) just it was it was a big big effort and it was great and what is it about food at this time of year that just brings everyone together i love it well it's essential i you know i i mean it's it's essential to family it's essential to even you know these people had traveled you know, probably through 10 countries on foot to get all the way here. And we noticed a significant change when um, they had control over the food. And when they when they were saying, okay, this is what's important to us, or when they were able to cook, it became a completely different situation and it transformed what the experience was like. And are you still in touch with some of those people who were here last year? Yeah, yeah, I am. They they become friends. Um, so about half went to a different part of the country where they have family, where they have connections, where they could pursue their legal goals and other goals. Um, but an, another half stayed in town, and some of them are part of our congregation. Uh, we've stayed in touch. Just going back to last year, a few days after Christmas, Larimer County officials had said that they couldn't help more migrants because the governor had not declared a state of emergency statewide. They were having trouble finding more housing to place people in. What do you remember about that time? I just remember going very quickly. I know that um, there was only two churches that were able to shelter people, but I want to be really clear that 
Lots of other churches probably would have, but it would happen so fast. I remember the agencies performing superhuman feats to take care of people and to help people get housing and also um, the migrant community coming out for uh, folks who had come. I mean, they, they were in our basement, which is where we sort of gathered. Everybody was down there and we had loads of folks from the migrant community coming and offering advice, offering assistance, cooking, you name it. So I felt like the resources were there, but it just, it happened really quickly. And we weren't always quite sure what was happening on the larger scale. Like we, we weren't really connected with, you know, declaring a state of emergency and that kind of stuff. We, we didn't understand the implications of all of that. We just knew here's a group of people that need to be helped. Let's figure that out. What are you planning to do this year? Well, so um, we're not a shelter provider uh, and churches are not as good as um, the shelter providers in Fort Collins, like Catholic Charities and Fort Collins Rescue Mission. And also there's a, a program, Family Housing Network, that um, helps families experiencing homelessness. Those nonprofits have said to us that they're struggling with um, providing shelter for families that are um, coming into our community. And so we've offered to help with that extra burden. Um, and so one of the things we're doing is uh, we're trying to figure out how to replicate what we did last year, just with a lot more partnership, essentially providing shelter for newcomer families experiencing homelessness. So our colleague, Lucas Brady Woods, has been speaking with migrants about what life is like for them right now in Colorado. He talked to a single mom from Venezuela, Yarly Josefina. And she says she's sad. Christmas is coming and she can't find work. She's a single mom and she can't buy her son anything for the holiday. I'm wondering, how have you seen people celebrate the holidays without the basics, the basic resources? Well, some people simply don't celebrate. They don't have the resources. They're so focused on survival that celebration isn't much of an option. Agencies are providing that, nonprofit organizations. Um, and so I know that Fort Collins Rescue Mission, Catholic Charities, Family Housing Network, they're trying to support some of these families. Yeah. How do you see the role of the church in this and, and understanding that this is an ongoing issue? What do you believe the role of the church should be? Well, we're not, again, we're not trying to do what the agencies are doing. They're doing it really well. Um, and they have an expertise that we'll never have, uh, especially our shelters in town. But I think the role of the churches has to do, well, it's what, it's what the immigrant community has said to me, which is when they came here last December, what they saw was immense love. They saw a group of people who were willing to care for strangers, people they didn't know, people they had very little in common with on a superficial level. And, and that seems to be essential to people being able to go from one place to another. And so I, th I think that's our main role. We're not, again, we're not gonna try to um, work through the legal system and that kind of thing. We can support people, but primarily we're making a, a kind of home before they finally make a home. I know the holidays are a time when a lot of us search for deeper meaning. 
what does it mean to you to be able to support these people, these families? It's the mystery of Christmas that um, when God comes, he doesn't come as a pastor. He, he doesn't come <laughs> as the president. He didn't come as the Caesar. God comes as somebody, first of all, who needed to be welcomed. He needed to be welcomed by Mary. He needed to be welcomed by others. And in him embracing weakness and not being afraid of weakness, he then is able to welcome all. And he's welcomed me. And so I feel that in my, in this immense and great opportunity I have to be able to welcome people I, who are strangers, I experience more deeply what that means that God has welcomed me. Well, Pastor Eddie Hopkins, thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking with me. You're welcome. Thanks for asking the questions. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our interim producer is Mickey Capper. Robin Vinson is our executive producer. I'm your host, Erin O'Toole. We'll see you next time.